everybody welcome to episode 23 podcast of run to discover um welcome everyone tonight today whenever you're listening i have a good friend of mine old friend it seems like uh kyle mckinley kyle how are you i am doing well it's an honor to be welcomed on yes um, love it this is my first podcast appearance so i'm i'm flattered that it gets to be with you let's go uh, yeah I, I feel like it's been a few weeks like oh i need to get kyle uh, on here um and yeah I think right now is like the perfect time to get you on here with the um, the new year being just around the corner and all that and Boston 14 weeks out. Um, so yeah, I, I was excited. Um, thank you for just making some time and working with my schedule. Of course. Yeah. Hey, working, working around each other's schedules. We're busy. Guys right. Right. Now, yeah. So we are um, Kyle uh, for the, you know, the people that are listening, give us kind of a rundown. I know Give us a rundown of when did you start running? Did you run at an early age and college, post-college? Um, yeah. What gave you, you know, like the eager to keep running? Yeah. Yeah. So I I got into running. It was my seventh grade year. Um, I tried a couple different sports. I tried a little bit of soccer. I tried a little bit mm-hmm. of basketball, a little bit. I, the only one that ever really stuck was I played lacrosse for like a full season. Um but I started running because my options were to play football or to run cross country. And the girl I had a crush on at the time was running cross country. So it was no brainer for me. I was <laughs> scrawny. I don't even think I was a hundred pounds. Um, so I knew I was going to just get wrecked in football. Yeah. Um, so cross country was kind of the natural alternative. Um, and you went and to I wasn't really Heritage into it Hall? at yes. first. It took me uh, really the first, it, it took me two years to really get into it. Um, and actually kind of fall in love with it. My uh, my high school coach, actually still a pretty well-known uh, figure in the running community, David Crimes. Yes, yes. Um, he was my coach my freshman year. And he saw something in me that I didn't know was there. And he convinced me to stick it out through, uh, through my first season of high school training when things really got serious. Um, and I wound up, I wound up kind of coming into my own, um, sort of form that year and um, still definitely a long way out. I, I ran 1928 that year for my 5k PR, which was a huge improvement for me, but still a long way off of um, what I knew I could probably do. Um, so it was after that, that I was like, all right, maybe I've, maybe I've got something here maybe it's worth um, really devoting myself to it. Um, so my sophomore year, I really, committed myself to the training a little bit more. Um, and then the rest of high school was really just kind of progressing one year over the other. Um, enjoyed some pretty healthy training through those years. Um, but despite all of that, I still wasn't quite able to um, sign. Uh, like I, I, I wasn't able to sign anywhere for uh, collegiate competition, just like fresh out mm-hmm. of high school. There were a couple schools that I was looking at, some smaller schools, and of course, I, I kind of had the D1 blinders on and I, yeah. I wish I hadn't. I think I could have <laughs> had a much more successful collegiate career otherwise. But um, I wound up going to Oklahoma State University yeah. and trained on my own. Obviously, they've got an incredible team. So I wasn't able to um, I wasn't even able to walk on despite having a guy on the inside there putting in a good word for me. But yeah, uh, I I 
ran my first marathon. Um, I think it was that summer of my freshman year of college. Um, okay. Being an 800 guy, like a middle distance mm-hmm. guy in high school, I didn't think I would enjoy it. Um, but I, I kind of fell in love with the longer distance stuff Yeah. and um, qualified for Boston at my first marathon. Um, didn't, didn't run the time I was expecting to, but I, I ran two fifty six, which for a first marathon is, you know, hard to be upset with that. Right. And so spent, uh, spent the next year just kind of, you know, my, my sophomore year just continuing to aimlessly sort of train until it was time to gear up for Boston and, um, the, uh, this very start of my buildup, I started talking again to David Crines, who was the assistant yeah. coach at OCU at that point, um, Oklahoma City University. And they said they were looking for a guy. They actually recruited me for the 800 to run on their DMR. <laughs> um, but then I, I wound up running 246 in Boston. And since the NAIA yeah. um, has a marathon, the head coach was like, hey, like you might actually be good on the distance side of things. So got to OCU. We kind of experimented with me as both an 800 guy and a marathon guy, which was a really interesting first year of training there. Um, But wound up, wound up kind of settling in more on the long distance side. I just didn't have the same wheels that I had in high school. And I think, I think I could have gotten it back, but I was already there on Mm -hmm. the more aerobically trained side of things. Um, So the rest of my time at OCU was kind of, kind of touch and go. I would have these training blocks where I, yeah. I would have these really good glimpses of uh, my potential. And then um, it would all just kind of come crumbling down with an injury I dealt with. I think I've had about a half dozen stress fractures. I had a couple bouts of Achilles tendonitis while I was at OCU and it always just came at the worst times. Yeah. And like I, my uh, second to last year at OCU, I ran uh, 1524 for 5k in the middle of an 85 mile week. Um, I ran my half marathon PR at like the start of that training cycle. I went 7019 off of about six weeks of training. Um, and I was, I was ready to throw down in the marathon. And then two weeks out, I wound up with a sacral stress fracture that took me out for about two months. Um, and it, it just felt like that's how things were. So after graduating, I, I took some time off, um, let my body heal up and, um, finally, like just in the last two or three years, really, really took it slow, getting back into serious training and, um, finally ran my first like big a goal race, uh, last September it was Erie marathon, which I'm yeah, going yeah. pretty well. So looking forward to kind of being back in the swing of things, being able to go full bore. Um, I, I still deal with some injury stuff here and there, but, um, with the help of, uh, pretty, pretty solid medical team in, in Stu Lyle. I, I think we've kind of figured out some of the underlying issues and um, I'm excited for 2023. Cause I think, I think I'll be able to really finally tap into that potential. Yeah. I, I'm excited. Um, I know you, was the marathon you did back in and September. I saw that like, you dropped out there for a second. Are you there? Can you hear me Kyle? Well, kept going. Cause I saw that the recording thing was still on there. <laughs> yeah. Kyle, can you hear me? But I'm not sure if you're in here now. Kyle, if you can hear me, I am definitely in here. <laughs> okay. So you can hear me, but I don't think I can hear you. Kyle, uh... can you hear me?
Kyle? I don't know. Kyle, can you hear me? Kyle, can you hear me now? Can you hear me? Kyle, a uh, question for you. Um, you did do a last minute like BQ marathon back in the fall. Yeah. Um, how did that go for you? And what was your time? I know it was a good solid time. Uh, it went, it went pretty well. Um, obviously, you know, you always, you always hope it winds up going better than it does, but yeah. um, I, I wound up running just under 233. I think it was 232.58. Um <laughs> And I, I was hoping to go sub 230, but um, that was everything that I had on the day. So sure. it's, it's hard to complain about that. But it was, it was a, probably the, the best training cycle I'd had in about three or four years. Like I was mentioning, like yeah. lots of injuries um, in, in my recent years. So it was nice to just get through one and actually make it to a start being <laughs> healthy. I mean, you had, uh, was, it, was that the same race Max was out there? Like, was he pacing you? Yes. Yeah. So, so, so you'll, nice. you'll have to promise if you have too big of a viewership in Europe that you'll pull it because he wasn't supposed to run the whole thing with me. <laughs> uh, his coach told him uh, to drop out at, at 18 miles at the latest, but we got 18 miles in and he was like, nah, I'm, I'm finishing this with you. So, so he finished. Uh, the, wow. Yeah. He, I was, in fact, he is the reason I ran under 233 because the last mm -hmm. quarter mile oh, he had know. probably about a 20 30 meter gap on me mm -hmm. and i was like there's no way there's no way he's gonna turn yeah. this pacing job into a an easy victory for him because he was he was just cruising he's a 218 yeah. marathoner and so yeah, he was just yeah. clipping the miles off um, um, unbelievable yeah that but definitely helped out he, you know having he, him next to you he dragged me through he was i was like there's no way i'm letting him finish ahead of me so found an extra gear and ran him down. And he told me afterwards, he was like, I, I never would have done that to you, but I'm glad that it got you through. Yeah. Now that, that helps out having someone like Max or just a friend going at that yeah. pace for 26 miles. That definitely helps yeah. out. That's nice. So, you know, that was just last fall. Did you do any other races after that marathon? No, I had a couple things on the calendar. I wanted yeah, yeah. to turn around and I was feeling all right. And, but some of, some of my Achilles woes kind of flared back up after that. Mm -hmm. I think the downtime actually made it worse, not, not staying on top uh. of my exercises and rehab, but um, that was like Erie marathon was literally my one big race last year. I had a couple yeah. that I just kind of hopped in, but I, I can't even think of any that are worth mentioning <laughs> other than the marathon. No, and yeah, I don't blame you, especially running that type of pace. I mean, it definitely takes a toll on the body. And you and I both know, like, yeah, you want some downtime, but at the same time, you want to race because it's cooler. It's not as humid here in Oklahoma. Um, so yeah. for me, if that was me, I would have been just 
not miserable, but I would have like, ah, oh, bummer. I can't do such and such raise. Um, but it's yeah. like you and I talked about, we got to listen to our bodies. Um, so we can, you know, be ready for, uh, the big races. Yep. Yeah. Patience Good. has been the most important lesson I've learned <laughs> these last few years. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with the injuries. And I'm glad, how long have you been working with Stu? I'm glad you're going to Stu. Oh, it's been, I think it was, I think it was right after I graduated from OCU. So it would have okay. been 2020 was when I started seeing him. So, uh, just under three years now. Okay, good. I know whenever I had my stress fracture, I believe it was like 2018 or 2019. I, that's the same person I went to. I'm like, I went to Stu. I wanted his opinion. Um, just because he is a runner, he can relate to us. Unlike some other doctors that don't. Um, so yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I feel like any injuries of anyone, I always like, Oh, go to Stu Lyle. He's, he's the guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's really good. And I, I love that he's, he's respectful. He has yes. a conversation with him. It's, mm-hmm. it's never like, all right, this is what you need to do. It's like, all right, here's <laughs> yeah. what I think. Like, how does this match up with what you've been experiencing? So yeah, no, yeah, that's good. really, really good guy. Awesome. Um, so leading up to Boston, um, and, and you can talk as much as you want about this, um, project OTQ. Um, yeah. we'll talk about Boston, but, um, I want to get into this. Talk as much as you want to. I know it's, I'm assuming I can, I can put two and th- two and two things together and it looks like it might be CIM or, you know, um, but yeah, I, I want to know about it. Yeah. It's awesome. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's something that's just been kind of on my brain. Obviously, yes. you know, we all, we all have lofty goals for ourselves mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. um, I know that like the obvious goal for every runner is like go to the Olympic games. But yeah. Yeah. I know that that's, that's only in the cards for a very, very select few mm-hmm. individuals. Um, so like if I can, if I can make it to the trial since like high school, I've been like, all right, if I can get to the trials, like that's going to be, that's going to be the feather in the cap of my career. Like yes, anything else I accomplish will be, you know, cool, but making it to the Olympic trials, run it, rubbing shoulders with some of the elite athletes that are mm-hmm. going to the Olympics. Um, so it, I've, I've kind of put it off. Um, obviously with the injury stuff, there yeah. hasn't been a chance for me to really kind of double down and be like, all right, I'm doing it this year. <laughs> um, but I think, um, just with where I'm at career wise, <laughs> um, where I'm at running wise, I think 2023 is the best chance for it. So, um, project OTQ is just going to be like my journey nice. trying to hit that 218. Yeah, um, making making it public, I feel like makes it a little more real. It puts the pressure on, and um, I can't yeah, get yeah. to August and chicken out and just say, "Well, I'll, I'll do it in twenty twenty four or whatever." So yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, or do it, yeah, do it in twenty twenty seven. Yeah, come when once the Olympics are in the U.S. Um, yeah, they yeah. can get you to Orlando for the uh, trials. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that'd so, be good. Well, well, I'm, that's, I'm excited. That's the dream. Yeah, as long as you stay healthy, man, and just I know recently, yeah, obviously Boston's few week, fourteen weeks out. I've seen your runs, and you're doing some solid workouts and like tempo workouts. So, I mean, stay healthy, and then you have a good group of people around you. But you never know. Yeah, no. Luckily, and I mean, you know, you know Andrew Leahy. Um, yeah, I've, I've been coaching him for the last. I think it's about a year now. Um, but he's he's right on the cusp. Like I think the next marathon he runs, he's he's getting that standard. So I'm, I'm hoping to get to the point where I could start training with him a little bit more and keep mm-hmm. up with workouts. <laughs> um, but if, you know, I mean, you, you know, having some company just is a world of difference when you're, oh my goodness, when you're yeah. deep Especially in the in trenches workouts. with training. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Andrew, killer, you know, CIM just race. Um, I had Bryant on the pod a few episodes ago. It was just yeah, so neat I was actually, hearing the side of a story from him and Andrew. Um, I was just listening neat. to that so the other cool. night. Yeah. It was pretty awesome, you know, because they, I'm pretty sure they ran the same exact time. Um, yeah. And Brian's like, yeah, I think Andrew was the reason why he ran that type of time or else, you know, he would have faded. Um, so it's so cool. Like, yeah, two Okies running that first of a time. Yeah, it was cool. They, it, they were the first, as far as I could tell, they were the first two Oklahomans across yeah. the finish line. And they were like neck and neck photo yeah. finish. What are so. the odds? What are the odds at a, you know, CIM at a big race? T- two of them just literally same time. It's awesome. I know. Yeah, it, it was so, super cool. 14 weeks out from Boston, you and I are both doing it. Is this your first one since um, 2017? Yeah, I believe that's when you did Yeah, this, this will be my first time going back. <clears throat> yes, yeah. Um, what was your time back in 2017? Was it a 240? I believe it's 246, if I remember it, right. Yeah, yeah okay. 246 and like just under 247. So Yeah, and obviously that's been – it's going to be six years. You're – older you know way more about running but we're at the same time we're still learning about you know running and whatnot um you'll obviously run a faster 246 this coming april um do you have like what's your goal like what are you trying to shoot for sub 230 i need it i'll need it to be kind of a stepping stone in in the journey to that 218 so i I figure if i can go about 222 to 224 that's kind of Mm. the range that i'm shooting for yeah yeah Um, nice Right now, like early early phase of the training block, I'm shooting for 224, and then Good. things just really feel like they're gelling. I'll I'll kind of adjust my goals, but yeah, um, that's that's the idea is 224, and that'll that'll be like a really strong indicator that um, CIM could be um, could be that 218. Nice, yeah. As long as we have a near perfect day on Boston Marathon, you know, on Patriots Day, I, I don't see why you or anyone else could run a fast time. Um, it just has to be perfect. Like we need a good tailwind. Um, I don't know how it was for you in 2017, but probably better than like 2018, 2019. Definitely better than 18. Um, <laughs> it was it was warm, but it wasn't bad. It was like 65, I think, by the time That's I finished. Bad. Yeah, I, I I was ready for it. I'd been doing some like afternoon runs, and mm-hmm. I, I think I can adapt to the conditions pretty well. Um, yeah, but it's it's hard to know with Boston. So you can't really, you can't really be a hundred percent. And it's like the same the thing. Like, you know, Oklahoma city marathons a couple of weeks after, and you just, if you're training for that, yeah, you just don't know what you're going to get that Sunday morning. Um, exactly. And that's kind of how it is with Boston too. No, I'm excited. Um, will Sheridan go with you? Yeah. Yeah. She's actually the reason that I picked um, that Erie marathon since it was okay. like a last chance qualifier. Um, I knew that I wanted to qualify and run with her. Yeah, um, yeah. Because she ran three flat um, at CIM in twenty twenty. Yeah. No, yeah, and you were pacing her, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was, I was along as pacer as we kept getting closer and closer. I was like, man, if she just picks it up a little bit, I can get my BQ too. But um, <laughs> she, she gave it everything she had, and she broke all expectations that we had for her. No kidding. Day, yeah. So, um, but I. I wanted to get my qualifier so I could yeah. I could run that same race with her and we could share that experience mm-hmm. you know, a little bit apart since I'll be up ahead of her, hopefully. Um, but uh, 
I wanted to give myself plenty of time to like really take a crack at a good time, uh, nice. which is why I, I picked that like last minute qualifier. Yeah, no, that's, that's really awesome. Especially, you know, you two being runners and all, um, that's kind of like what Bailey and I were shooting for in 2020 for Boston. The year yeah. that it got delayed, pretty much postponed. I mean, I eventually got canceled. That was a year like she qualified, I qualified and it never happened. Um, so yeah, I just need her to, you know, BQ again in the future. Um, it, it, I mean, it's such a fun trip, but like, you know, having someone running the same race as you is, it, it just makes it even better. Yeah. Yeah. Having that <laughs> nice. shared experience is pretty Exactly. Special, so. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Well, I'm, I'm excited for not just you, but for Sheridan. I know she's coming off like, she's more of a middle distance, you know, runner, but whenever she ran that mm-hmm. three flat type of uh, CIM race, I mean, that's just, you know, like you said, it just, she blew the goal and it was just amazing. Um, so hopefully she runs like, Hey, even like a, I don't know what, her, what she's shooting for, but like a 255, 250 or faster could be in there. Just again, depends on training. Yeah. Yeah. I think she wants to PR. That's the only goal, but yeah. I, I PRs, yeah. think she could go like as her coach, <laughs> I think like 253, 255, like that's kind of the, so coach is saying that what is, her. um, if you put your husband hat on, what, what does he say? husband hat just hopes she has a good time like honest <laughs> yeah, to goodness she's again because she was a middle distance runner the marathon was like she swore up and down she was never going to run one yeah um, yeah I mean, and did. then and then we I, I wound up talking her into it i was surprised how easy it was actually but um no she's she's excited for the training but it's like it's a mental grind through the like middle that high volume peak training so mm-hmm. no, i just I, I hope she has a good time i hope she loves the atmosphere as much as yes exactly as much as i did as much as it seems like you do since you know you're you're there pretty often and <laughs> yeah, I, yeah i don't blame you it's a it's a fun trip but um yeah. yeah i feel like this may be my last time to go to boston as of now um until bailey like gets her bq and then we'll go um just be i want to do different races i mean like maybe eventually go and travel, you know, go to London, um, Berlin, and obviously that's going to be expensive. So I feel like that I would have to take a spring race out of it. And then, yeah, London being the same time and then Berlin in September. So that's kind of like what I'm kind of trying to do now in Chicago and New York, since I haven't done any. Oh yeah. Hit, hit all those majors. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. (laughs) No, that's, that's fun. The destination marathons are fun. Plus they're usually pretty fast too, which helps. Yeah. Most of them. So back in 2017, um, what shoes did you run in Boston? Uh, so I wore the Nike Lunar Tempo 2s, oh. I think. Yeah, I think that's what I was rocking too back in the day. I'm only that asking was... because I have a lead-up question about like super shoes. Obviously, since 2017, the Vaporfly, Nike. Um, now mm-hmm. every brand has a carbon-plated shoe, a super shoe. You work at OK Runner. You know your shoes. Um what are your thoughts about it? Like pros and cons. I know you now race, I believe, is it Vaporfly or Alpha Fly? Yep. Yeah. It was one of the original Alpha Flies is what yeah. I wore for September's race. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. So what are your thoughts? Like, I know I could ask you this because you know your shoes. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm a big, like evidence-based guy. Um, <laughs> so I, I'm all about like looking at the numbers, looking at, the running economy statistics and how it impacts. And so I, I think it's at this point, like it's impossible to not to deny that like there is a material advantage that the shoes are giving you. Yeah. Um, I, 
it, it's been really cool seeing the research come out and kind of the reasoning behind it. Like mm-hmm. what's actually, where those benefits are actually coming from. Is it the foam? Is it the plate? Yeah. Um, is it both of those kind of working together, which seems to be the case. Um, but I'm, I'm here for it. I love it. I think, I don't think, I don't think we should limit it. I think we should, I think we should let it happen. Let the innovation just kind of run wild. I love seeing some of the crazy designs that come out. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah. Like the, um, the, the Puma Nitro oh, the, fast stars. Like, yeah, those are sweet. They're yeah, goofy like looking you, as like, heck. You know, but... we wouldn't see that shoe five, 10 years ago. We would never see that type of shoe. No. Yeah. With yeah, that design. It's... Nike just completely changed the game with the, with the four percents. And it's, it's been cool seeing everybody play catch up with it. Um, I think in a perfect world, it's like the, that research is kind of shared and everybody builds off of it. I understand mm-hmm. that we live in a world with finances where there is an economy that is, that you have to consider. So yeah. I understand like, patents and all that but i think in a perfect world if we could just like if everybody just shares notes and it would, it would be really cool seeing what everybody could do but yeah obviously that's a naive take we gotta <laughs> we gotta make money somehow but um no it's i I'm, I'm on board with it i think i think they have a place i think um yeah. it should be a tool in the tool belt um just like anything just like barefoot running just like minimalist shoes yeah um like you don't want to wear them every day but there's a time and a place for them and when you wear them for the right purpose it is absolutely a weapon that can enhance your training no i absolutely agree um assuming like the vaporfly reality or your favorite super shoes where would you rank like what would be like your next two outside of nike like what um So I've been, I've really been liking the Endorphin Pro 3s. Yeah. Um, those are pretty sweet. I haven't actually had a chance to wear the Metaspeed Skies out, like on an actual run. I've tested yeah. them out just like jogging back and forth in the shop. But mm-hmm. um, there's a lot that I, like I want to try. Like the the Fast Stars, like I would love to get my hands mm-hmm. on a pair of those. Um, but I think, again, very evidence-based. The numbers have shown that like, there's nothing that touches the alpha fly when it comes to running economy improvement. Yeah. Um, I like how they feel. I think like, I like how the endorphin pro threes feel better, but they just, they can't hold a candle to the, from what I've seen, they can't hold a candle to that alpha fly. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like on race day, I'm wearing the alpha fly workouts. I'm wearing that pro three though. Yeah. That's kind of how I am right now. Like I would have done the alpha fly for Houston this Sunday. But I've been doing like this, the endorphin speed three for like workouts, tempos. Um, if not, I yeah. always, if it's like a tougher workout, I always put in like the Vaporfly. But I've enjoyed the speed with that, you know, with the uh, nylon plate, the wing plate. Um, and I'm excited for the New Balance Super Comp Elite three that comes out soon. Um, just because yeah. I started running in the uh, Super Comp trainer. Um, okay. It's, it's a heavy shoe, but oh, it feels amazing. So I'm I'm curious. Have you done? Where does that fit in your in your uh, lineup? Is it like a recovery day shoe? Do you have you taken it to faster paces at all? I feel like because it's I believe is it a 47 millimeter stack high? If it is, I feel like it's too heavy of a shoe. Yeah, I think it's like okay. Yeah, it's too heavy to do. Like you know, really like let's say like a 5:45 tempo pace. Uh, I feel like that it's too heavy for that. Um, I've enjoyed it just for like maybe 
using it as a shoe as after a workout or maybe long run when I know we're putting in the miles, but we're not going super fast or slow. That's where yeah. I've really tried to squeeze that shoe in. It's like kind okay. of like a recovery See, shoe, but that foam is oh, it's amazing. Yeah, we I I tried to pair on for the first time a couple of weeks ago, and I yeah. almost pulled the trigger right then because I'm <laughs> looking for something that I can use as like a marathon pace long run shoe. Mm-hmm. But I, I same exact thoughts. I was like, it just feels a little bit clunky. It feels a little heavy. Yeah. But I, I just like yesterday pulled the trigger on a pair of super blasts, and I think Ooh. that one is going to be like my new go to for just kind of like a catch all, but like all the way down to marathon pace. Yeah. Sort of shoe. Yeah, actually, I have a super blast. I just haven't got to it in my rotations. I'm trying to run through some shoes, but I do have a super blast. And I don't know, like my hype about or around that shoe is good. So I'm I'm excited to break that shoe in and hopefully use that like a good workout shoe. Isn't it a great problem to have where you've just got like a backlog of shoes that you have to get through? It is. It is dangerous. Um, I have way too many shoes. Like I have like the Brooks Hyperion Max. um, Just way. Yeah. So it, yeah. it, it's like all these shoes, like, okay, I'm so excited. And I'm like, ah, oh, I'll eventually get to them. And you get more shoes and I'm like, okay, well, I'll eventually get to those. And yeah, uh, one of these days I will run through all these shoes, but it's just, it's a good problem to have. Yes. Yes. So always, always fun to have something exciting lined up. Oh my goodness. I know. Right. So what's your, okay. And then your favorite shoe that's like, I know the Alphafizer racing. So what is your, like your daily trainer or do you rotate? <laughs> In the past, it's been the Saucony Endorphin Shift. Like these last probably two years, it's the only shoe that I've been able to take past 300 miles. Okay. And before I just, I can feel it's not doing what it needs to for me. Yeah. Um, and I was able to put, I think like 500 miles on a couple of my pairs of Endorphin Shift 2s. Yeah. Um, so that was thrilling. Um, I love how the threes feel. <clears throat> I've got so many things in my rotation right now. It's like, I don't get to them more than once or twice a week. <clears throat> but I really like those. Um, that was one where I could, I liked that I could pick it up like on a long run, it could get rolling because of that speed roll. Like it, it felt good. Yeah. It had enough pop. Um, I tried doing strides in them a couple times and that was a mistake. <laughs> They're a little bit heavy for that sort of thing, but, um, no, that that's been my go-to, but I think this super yeah. blast might wind up taking, taking its place. Taking the place of a, a shift. <clears throat> yeah, no, yeah, I'll be uh, kind of excited to see how that shoe feels once you use it. I use it. It'd be fun to see how that feels all around. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good. Um, so que- next question, Kyle. Um, scissor tail running. Um, I know you are coaching that. You have a few uh, clients under that. Um, what What's the future of it? But at the same time, like, w- like was, I don't know. David Krein's like the influence behind that was like certain people like behind, you know, like also you want to, you love running. You want to be able to help out people um, coaching wise, but yeah. Talk about sister running, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So it started, <laughs> I always, I never really knew for sure that I wanted to get into coaching, but I did yeah. know for sure I wanted to get into like running, like consulting kind sure. of like, I, I wasn't sure if I wanted to be as involved as like a private coach, but mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to get into like gate analysis and that sort of yeah. thing, like the more technical side. Yeah. Um, so right out of, right out of college, right after graduating, um, I stumbled upon a company that does like a portable 3d gate analysis mm-hmm. setup, um, and kind of had, I was at a point where I was deciding whether or not I was going to do grad school or if I was just going to go ahead and get started with like working and career and whatnot. 
Um, and I wound up after talking to talking to some people, talking to my parents, talking to Sheridan, getting some advice from some friends, I decided to go ahead and just pull the trigger on the 3D gate analysis stuff. Mm-hmm. So really, initially, scissor tail running was just like a vehicle for me to do that 3D analysis. It was an yeah. excuse for me to get this really cool equipment um, and you know start helping people out. It wound up not not really taking off that much. Um, but I did get a lot of interest from folks that saw scissor tail running and were yeah. like, Oh, would you coach me? And I was like, I mean, that's not really what I wanted to do, but like, yeah, sure. But I wound up, it was one of those things where like, I didn't think I would enjoy it, but yeah. um, I just, a couple of my early clients were like really passionate runners and, um, luckily like really easy athletes to coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I fell in love with it. So now I've, I think I'm up to probably about a dozen or so people that I'm coaching like on a consistent basis, like year round. Um, and a lot of them are just like super fired up about running. And, um, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun because it's, it's a lot of folks that kind of found running a little bit later in life. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So very, very cool. Very fun. As for the, as for the future, um, you know, I, Right now, I've got so many things that I'm juggling. I've I've got the scissor tail stuff. I've got, um, like you mentioned earlier, I'm working at OK Runner, and then yeah. um, this fall, I took a took the assistant coach job at Oklahoma City University. Um, so I've kind of got I've kind of got my hand in three different pots right now, trying to juggle that. So you scissor tail is scissor tail is taking a back seat for a little while. I haven't been promoting it a whole lot. Um, yeah. But I'm as I'm figuring out kind of how to juggle everything. I think I'm I'm back to a point where like I can I can start bringing on more people and doing a little bit more with Scissor Tail again. Good, yeah. But I I just want to kind of keep spreading spreading the love for running and getting more people educated and getting them faster and more passionate about it. Yeah, no, but that's really awesome, and that's kind of like how it is. Like myself and like why I created Oklahoma Project. It was just for me. It's just wanting to give back to like the next generation or just honestly anyone um you know we have the knowledge and why not use that outside of ourselves um and it's just it's it's really just a neat idea about it and just being able to help out the young kids for you know for me and being you know somewhat part of our lives as they get out you know through uh, high school um it's it's pretty neat and it's just i don't know summertime for me it's just a blast having X amount of kids, oh, yeah. boys and girls that want to get better. Um, yeah. And it's just, I, I look back, like, I always want to say, like, thank you to, like, Crines and, like, Deborah because of what they did when you, I, you know, when you, when you and I met with Courage Running, it was, that's kind of like, oh, sweet, this is so awesome. And that's, you know, I always, like, okay, this is what I kind of want to do, but in my own way. Um, yeah. It's just, again, it's pre- pretty neat. Yeah. Yeah, no, and it's it's cool seeing you work with with all the all the high school, like you said, giving back to the next generation and helping inspire that. Because fortunately, I I had a really good high school coach in in David, but yeah, I know a lot of a lot of kids, especially in Oklahoma. Um, you know, they might they might have coaches that are really passionate, but um, it there's just so much change that's happened in like training techniques. Yeah, and having having someone to guide you like over the summer is huge. And so it's, it's cool seeing Oklahoma project and all that you're doing for the high schoolers and going out and being counselor at the running camps. Like that's, yeah. it's, it's good that the, the up and coming Oklahoma runners have, have you as like a role model. And yeah. Coach, yeah. No, so. thank you. And it's, it, it's been fun. Um, I think it just, I 
plugged in right at the right time and it grew so quickly. Um, and it was, again, it was fun and it's been fun. And I've, I've enjoyed, you know, going to, we, God, we went to Flagstaff last summer, the year before we went to Pagosa with some kids. So, um, it was a fun time. Parents, um, are all in. It's just a good time as long as it's all good and all. And then the kids being super easy to communicate. That's, you know, what's, that's what makes it super easy too. It's been fun. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. So real quickly, before I let you go, any races before Boston, anything that you're going to do? I know you got, Um, you're busy. Maybe, maybe the Cowtown marathon. I don't, I think we were talking before we hit record. Yes. I'm hoping if everything feels good that, and that's, that's my, number one contingency on any race yeah. that I look at doing um, is if I feel good, I will do this. So right now that if I feel good plan is mm-hmm. um, maybe do a couple indoor five Ks and um, help pace some of the guys on the OCU team. And then yeah. Cowtown half marathon. Um, and then maybe, maybe a couple, a couple little races <laughs> in, uh, in March, just like tune ups, five Ks and, 10Ks sure. yeah. and stuff like that. Would it be like five Ks on the track or um, on the road. Um, come, when, come I, March. I've, I've got some unfinished business on the track. Um, I never had that. a healthy track season at OCU where I was focusing right. on like the speed stuff. So, um, we'll have to kind of see how things shake out with the project OGQ, but I might, yeah. I might wind up shifting my focus back to the shorter stuff. And cause I, I love, I love the track. That's where yeah. I fell in love with running was like mm-hmm. middle distance, 800 in the mile. Uh, so it would be fun to kind of return to my roots there, even mm-hmm. even if I'm running a few more laps than I used to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that'd be that'd be exciting. Um, it'll be a good spring season for hopefully you and I, and uh, we get to Boston healthy and we run what we want to run. And yes. even post Boston, it'll be it'll be fun to for me to follow you and see how you do. And I know I hate running or really training hard in Oklahoma during the summertime. Um, Obviously, we do it and all, but it, it can be challenging, uh, you know, post basically like May, you know, past May until like September. It's kind of rough, but it, yeah, it, it pays off. You get stronger um, mentally and physically. So it'll be good. Yeah. It'll be a good spring, summer, and then into fall. The only only thing that got me through it for uh, for last September's race yeah. was peak training was July and August. Was <laughs> I was like every every week or two, I was looking up studies. Yeah. Just to remind myself, like, all right, I'm doing this because there's a benefit. I'm gaining, like, your body adapts to heat a lot of the same ways it adapts to altitude. So I was like, all right, mm-hmm. this is good for me. This is good for me. But it was not good for my mind because it's just a grind having to yeah. get up at 530. Yeah. yeah. Or are you just running to, late, late at, not late at night, but like in the evenings? Yeah. I, I believe I remember seeing some runs. You at Lake Hefner, you just uploading them, and it was like nine o'clock. Can that you do X amount of miles? I'm like, oh, just got to. That do was things. a mistake. That was that was me paying the price for sleeping in that morning. Yes. <laughs> luckily, luckily Andrew was there to help get me through it. Sheridan rode the bike with us the whole way. Yeah, um, and it was it was awful. <laughs> yeah, that was that was one of those runs where the whole time I was just mad at myself for yeah. For like, oh, I thought I was just woken up. Yeah. But it was one of those runs that I looked back uh, at during the race. I was like, "All right, I made it through that. Like, I've I've got to I've got to make something happen today because I yeah. I was able to grind it out there." So, nice. um, I completely forgot, and I know I brought it up to you before we got going. Um, 
Traza Miles, Chase the Throne. Um, yeah. Fun event. I love those guys from Traza Miles, especially David. Um, not, I, I wasn't <laughs> – I, I felt like I was stalking you because you, you had your routes on Strava. And I noticed they were created like back in November. Yeah. And, and I'm yeah, like, so awesome. I've, I've been – yeah, it was April of twenty twenty one. I think they had their Kansas City qualifier meet. I went up. Yeah, yeah. I got an official like media badge for it. It was the first professional track meet that I've ever I'd ever been to at the time. Um, mm-hmm. So I was I was like super excited to shoot it, and it was yeah. a super fun event. It was just the atmosphere was electric, and I was like, I like, there's got to be a way to make this happen in Oklahoma City too. Yes. Um. So as soon as I got back, I started emailing with Dave about it. Yeah. And, and it nothing we went back and forth a little bit nothing wound up coming to fruition for 2022 but back mm-hmm. in september october we started talking about like all right what could we what could we do next year like what could we bring yeah. to oklahoma and they brought up the chase the throne thing as a way to kind of get get trials of miles uh, on the radar for people in oklahoma yeah, yeah, yeah um and you know see see how it goes see how the community responds so um Originally, they were they weren't even looking to partner necessarily with us at OK Runner. It was just they wanted to kind of go through me, and I was like, "Well, good news! Yeah. Like we've got your exactly. we've got your collaborative sponsor here for it." Um, <laughs> so luckily, I was just right place, right time, right yes. person. Um, so we've been, yeah, we've like you saw, like we were planning stuff out as early as like October and November. And yeah, when I saw them, I'm like, "Wow, this is way back November." Yeah. Yeah, we were it's, we were scouting. Yeah, it's super out. fun. Um, I, round one was fun. Uh, obviously, you keep up with everything, and then round two has been fun. But holy cow, uh, round one, top right of the bracket. I'll see Ben and I believe is his name Carson. Yes, yeah. Yes. Holy, that was like whenever. I, I, obviously, we searched his name and we found out who he was. He ran in college at East Central, and he, he first did his run like in the middle of the week, and like, okay, this guy's legit. And I believe Ben attempted one day he even like dropped out or like he just stopped the, the run because he was dry heaving. And then he attempted again on Sunday. And I personally said, Ben, do not upload your run until the last minute. Cause Dude, I knew yeah, like, this I guy has some speed. I didn't know that Carson was, I knew he was in pretty good shape. Um, I, I've met up with him. I met up with him for a few runs during my training for yeah. Erie, and I'd I'd been talking to him for a little while before that. Yeah, um, but I didn't I didn't know he was ready to let something <laughs> rip like that. So it yeah, was, amazing. I, I was heartbroken for Ben, but also just absolutely blown away that Carson had that just in his back back pocket, ready to go. <laughs> so. and, and like that route, it's not easy. Um, no, no, there's some not easy short, at all. but brutal hills like little speed bumps that just yes take some it out rollers, but just keep you honest i'm like what the heck um so that was fun honestly like i know round two um i will i should be doing it tomorrow morning um but it's it's good okay. i know i was hoping for like more men and women to do that but no big it's you know it's like year one here in oklahoma city so yeah. I, i'm glad that you know people did sign up and we're doing this because so, you know some people may be training for a race um but this this gets a lot of us out of like our elements and you, you know, you're in pain for only so many minutes. I'm like, like, a yeah, marathon, you know, but so I don't know. I like it. It was a good idea. 
yeah, no, you're you're hitting gears on some of these on some of these segments where it's like you haven't you might not have tapped into that for a little while. Like when's the last time exactly. you ran it all out three k? Yeah, now I'm like, oh, what am I doing? But here we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. I'm excited for the next few weeks to see. No, it's it's cool. It's it's a <clears> unique <throat> sort of racing opportunity, and I'm I'm just thrilled that they were willing to bring it out yeah. here to Oklahoma City. So especially with like you know you see other cities like Austin, Minneapolis, is it San Francisco, New York City, like, and then you yeah. have us. I'm like, okay, okay, we have you know, yeah, like we're people, in- we're good. <laughs> We're in good company with some of those other some of the other locations. So right, no, and that's really awesome. Um, but yeah, like I mentioned, um, excited. Uh, I saw Sheridan. I believe she did. She do hers yesterday, a couple of days ago. And she yeah, yeah, it. she did it. She did it yesterday. We actually she finished right as Addie Ryan. Her matchup for, oh. for round two was was getting warmed up. I think yeah, so they oh. they wound up. They wound up communicating through a mutual friend and yeah. found out that Sheridan had her by just just like three or four oh, seconds. I think. And that's like the drama you want to see. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we're like, just we're hoping. Better. Fingers crossed. I think we heard through the grapevine that Addie's giving it another go tomorrow morning. But Sheridan's Sheridan's <laughs> heading to Houston, so it's like, all right, if I'm if I'm out, I'm out. But yeah, got yeah. The, yeah so, I, so Addie then will. So you are right because Addie's going to run it with Christy Coleman. Tomorrow morning, mm-hmm. um, after Christy drops off the babies, the kids at school. Yes, that's what's okay. going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tomorrow. Okay. Well, I'll be I'll be keeping an eye on Strava. Yeah, then, I believe, but... Could be wrong. Could be nine o'clock in the morning, but um, we'll see how that goes. I'm excited just to. I'm going to go earlier, but to see once those runs upload, how it goes. Oh for yeah. Everyone. Yeah. So we're Sweet hoping. Worst, yeah. Worst case scenario, they've got the they've got that dungeon that Sheridan can fight her way out of. Exactly. Three, three, but... Or any of them, even Addy. Um. Question, oh, last yeah. question oh, for yeah. you. I'll let you go so you can have dinner. I know you got done running. You came home and all. Um, and this is the last question I ask every runner. Um, favorite runner of all time? Um, it could be anyone. Who would it be and why? Oh, man. So this is – this is. I knew this one was coming, so I've done some thinking on it. I Favorite blank questions are always tough for me because it, it changes so often, especially stuff like favorite runner. Um, but right now, um, Noah Drotti, uh, is, is my kind of my role model, um, ran at a small school, wasn't heavily recruited out of high school, um, but kind of like made his own career, um, had a couple like breakthrough races, but really it was just kind of step-by-step relying on, um, you know, figuring things out as he goes to really get to where he is today. Um, and I mean, he's. He's had some crazy races the last couple of years as a result of just continuing to believe in himself and buy into his own career. Um, and I feel like I'm, I'm kind of at that point where like, I don't have, I don't have the um, like blue chip pass where it's like, Oh yeah, this guy's, he's going to be able to do something special if he sticks with it. But it's like, I know, I know personally, like there's something in there that I haven't tapped into yet. Um, so if I, if I can just, you know, keep buying in and, you know, as you know, Des Linden is is the popular one. Keep showing up. Um, I know that I know that something <laughs> special might happen. So, twenty twenty three will be my my Noah Drotti year. Yeah. Um. And it was what was that two years ago? Like he ran that crazy fast marathon at that project. And yeah, yeah. The, did he? Him he like, didn't win it, but he got, I believe he like came in second. 
he got second to Marty Heher. Um, yes. And it was Noah's time. I think it was like the ninth fastest of all time for an American. Yeah. And then a few weeks later, oh, New Year, Stockany drops him. Dude, I was I know, so I was bummed like, about that. Yes. I was like, oh, like unbelievable. Um, yeah, I couldn't, I mean, I couldn't believe that. Yeah, I could not after that type of performance. And obviously, we don't know the like the contract talking and the negotiations. But I'm like, oh, you're, you're yeah, dropping no. someone by just ran a top ten like marathon time of all time. Like, oh, great killing yeah, so me. It's it's a brutal world in the in professional running. So on on the one hand, it would be cool to be a part of it. On the other hand, I I appreciate the job security of just um, working working at a shoe store. You're <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. Well, Kyle, I appreciate it. Um, thank you for hopping on today. Uh, we will get this episode launched soon. Um, any last talk, any, anything you want to say before we head out? No, no, I just, I really appreciate it. Like I said, first, first ever time being on a podcast. So it's yeah. I'm honored that it gets to be with a good friend. So. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, Kyle. Um, I'm excited. We'll see. Hopefully once we get closer to Boston, we definitely need to meet up. Um, I have a big group of us do, some type of long run. Um, it just, again, company makes it fun, um, but soon we definitely need to get together and run as a group. Yeah, yeah. No, company. company's great. The more the merrier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome, Kyle. Well, thank you so much. Um, we will be um, in touch, and yeah, we'll keep in touch, okay? Thank you, Kyle. Yeah, yeah, of course. Awesome, dude. Thank you. Thank you.